Welcome back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more. Acres solutions for every field. As we welcome you into this hour-long edition of Sports Nightly, I'm Jessica Coot. Jessica Cootie solo here until the top of the hour before we will send things over to Haymarket Park with Greg Sharp and Ben McLaughlin as Nebraska baseball opens up Big Ten conference play with Michigan. And today, officially the last day of Pat Logston. She is retiring after over 40 years of service to the Nebraska Athletic Department. She served most recently as the executive associate AD, the senior women, senior woman's administrator, and she's been a sports admin for numerous sports, but started in 1979 and has served many roles, has been willing to do anything and everything that the Husker Athletic Department has needed from her, including 23 seasons in football operations. Tom Osborne hired her as the first woman ever to be the director of operations for football. And we had the privilege to have her here in studio and sat down with her to talk about a lot of different things before she begins her next chapter in retirement. Can we go back to the very beginning? You graduate here with a degree uh, in education, right? And you immediately start working for the athletics department. Why did you want to get into sports here at Nebraska? What kept you, uh, what immediately drew you to that? Well, honestly, I think I was just at the right place at the right time. I had no grand plan. I had no vision of a career in athletics. As you mentioned, I actually had my degree in education. I grew up in small town Nebraska, thought I would come to the university and be a teacher. Well, then Coach Osborne actually gave me my first opportunity at a full-time job. And from there, I just fell in love with it. In a short period of time, I had a number of roles in football and I just feel very fortunate and grateful to Coach Osborne for those opportunities that he provided me because I I honestly can't imagine any other career that would be as rewarding as what this one has been for me. How did you meet Coach Osborne and, and to where you even got that opportunity that he presented with you? Well, now that's an interesting story. <laughs> My advisor when I was in school here was Virginia Corgan who was Mike Corgan's wife. Mike Corgan was our running backs coach at the time. And she is the one that told me about the opportunity in the football office. And I thought, yeah, that sounds kind of interesting. I'll go <laughs> apply for that. That's awesome. What did your job entail as the football director of operations when, when you took over that job? Well, I would say it was really just managing all non-coaching aspects of the program. So whether that was setting up official visits, unofficial visits, team travel, housing arrangements, if you can think of any aspect that impacts the athletes that wasn't on the field, X's and O's type things I oversaw. You became the first woman ever to serve in that role, director of operations uh, for Division One football. Did you know at the time that you were the first, the significance of that? I don't necessarily think so. I mean, I've had people ask. Um, 
you know, wow, you're a trailblazer. I didn't really think of it that way. At the time, I was assistant director of ops, and I'd had a conversation with Coach Osborne, and I said, I think I can do this. I mean, I don't need to know the X's and O's of football. And as I mentioned, I'm just really fortunate that he saw, I guess, the confidence in me that he felt I could get the job done. What does that say about Coach Osborne? Because it not just hiring you, but so many things. He was so innovative in his thinking at the time. There's a lot of things that were first here because of him. So what was that like to work underneath him, and, and how innovative was he at the time? Well, it was really quite remarkable, and I honestly don't know if I appreciated it as much at the time as what I did maybe some years later when – because as I mentioned, that was my very first job. So that's all I knew. That's the only boss that I had. So, you know, to me, it's like, okay, is everyone like this? But <laughs> obviously, then I moved into administrations, obviously worked for a number of different individuals and found out just what a unique individual Coach Osborne is. He's such a genuine man. He's I mean, integrity is, you'd see his picture in the dictionary. So, yeah, he was, uh, I, I, I just feel really, really fortunate that he gave me the opportunities that he did. And you became an administrator for multiple sports, women's sports, volleyball, softball, uh, women's basketball. What was that like when you were so embedded in football for so long and then learning and seeing how these other sports operate? Well, it is interesting because each sport, each coach operates a little bit differently, whether it's their ritual before they get on the team bus to go to competition, maybe what they do the night before, if there are mindfulness activities, or if everybody just goes and does their own thing. So it was really interesting just to see the different um, – techniques and methods that coaches would use depending on the sport. One of the things when I was talking to people about you is that kept coming up is how great of a listener you are. So do you have any tips or advice of how to become that great listener that people feel confident and comfortable in coming to and, and looking to as a sounding board? Well, uh Honestly, and I know I keep bringing his name up, but I learned the art of listening from Coach Osborne because I thought he was masterful at no matter who it was, what was going on, he would take the time to listen, and he truly listened. And what I learned is oftentimes people just want to be heard and hearing what issues people are facing or what challenges they need help with, you really need to listen to figure out how best to support them. They don't really want to hear you talk. They just want you to listen. It's amazing. Nowadays in college athletics, it's so rare to see someone spend their entire career at one university with one athletics department. And you did that. I mean, what, what kept you here at Nebraska? Why, was, why did this continue to be where you belonged? Well, I would say a couple of things. Number one, I was just fortunate with each athletic director change. I mean, I just tried to buckle down and do my job and do it well and show that I could contribute to the group, that I had a strong work ethic, that I'd be willing to take on whatever 
responsibilities were thrown my way. Um, so I think it's just, you just have to have the ability to adapt to whatever type of leader happens to be in charge at the time. And um, yeah, I've, I've been very lucky that I've survived because a lot of my colleagues who are incredibly talented, um, that isn't always the case. So I, I get that I've been really fortunate. And I'm sure you had a lot of opportunities too to go elsewhere. So why did you love this place so much that you wanted to stay here? Well, I mean, Nebraska's home. This mm -hmm. is where I grew up, 30 miles down the road. Um, also, in talking to a lot of my colleagues, I understood just how fortunate we are here at Nebraska too. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have the best fans. We are the best resourced. Um, I quite honestly didn't know where I could go that would be any better than Nebraska. Okay, so our fans and listeners love to hear stories maybe they haven't heard before and can't get anywhere else. So can you give us your best Tom Osborne story and your best John Cook story? Let's start with Tom Osborne. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm sure you have many. <laughs> if you have one fun story that you could tell about Coach Osborne. Um, Okay, I'll, t I'll tell a story. <laughs> I'm a little hesitant to tell it, but I don't think he would mind. So we were trying to really get up with technology. I mean, you know, we're talking this is a lot of years ago. So the first computer system that we had, and it was back in the meeting room, and um, coaches used these uh, they're pencil-looking things, but they were pointers. They had the red light on the end, and they would shine it when they're talking about particular play or wrong direction that one of the guys went, that type of thing. So the first meeting that he sat in on and there's a computer in front of him and the screen is there and the mouse is sitting there and he picked up the mouse and he had <laughs> <laughs> the screen. And all of us were kind of looking around the room going, okay, who's going to tell him that <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work the same as the pointer. <laughs> so did you tell him? Were you the one? I can't remember who told him. I think we all maybe just said, Coach, that's not how that works. Oh, my gosh, that is awesome. <laughs> oh, What about a Coach Cook story? Do you have one of those? You know, probably my best Coach Cook stories are after championships. I mean, he is a man that works so incredibly hard year-round, every day, trying to constantly figure out what can be done just a little bit better. I mean, he is relentless in his pursuit of success and championships. So I would say, while this maybe isn't the funny story, like Coach Osborne's just the joy when that actually results in a championship is worth a thousand words. I mean, all of that time, energy, effort that he has poured into the program when that pays off, and then you see more the personal side of him. He cuts back, he can get emotional, which a lot of people don't see mm -hmm. or maybe think that he has that ability, but for sure he does.
Um, I know you were set to retire back in August, and then Trev said, and he said it numerous times, and he jokes about it, that you cannot leave yet. You have to help him make this transition. So I know he's really appreciative of, of the time that, that you've helped him in his new role. But what? how confident are you in the future of this athletic department with Trev Alberts leading us? Oh, I'm very confident. Um, I think Trev is going to do terrific things. Um, quite honestly, that was what was motivation for me to stay if I could help him. I mean, he is passionate about this university. Obviously, he competed here. I mean, he cares about this place, and he's he doesn't think he knows it all. He's willing to learn, to grow, and I'm really, really encouraged because I think he has all of the right characteristics to move our department in a really good direction. Man, what great insight, great advice, great stories from Pat Logston. We really appreciate her spending some time with us. That was just a portion of the conversation we had with her. You can hear the full conversation, the full interview. It's up right now on our podcast page or Huskers Radio Network podcast platforms, wherever you listen, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or on um, Huskers.com. You can find that there. You do not want to miss a single second of it. Such great insight there from Pat Logson. And congratulations on an incredible career. And uh, thank you so much for all that you've done here for Husker Athletics. All right, time to step aside for another quick break. But up next, we're going to talk some Husker wrestling with Nebraska wrestling head coach Mark Manning. Keep it here on Sports Nightly. <laughs> 